Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched three things this week, starting with the first episode of Marvel's new show Moon Knight, so major spoiler alert for that one. We also watched the new Judd Apatow film The Bubble. Spoiler alert for that, although I don't think we go too much into too many plot details. We give some things away, but I don't know if it's that important for it. And then finally, we watched Morbius. Spoiler alert for that one as well, so big blanket spoiler alert for this week. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of quick follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? We finally saw Moon Knight. Very strange in that they only released one episode to the public, but they gave four to reviewing press. Four? Wow, I'm really jealous. <laughs> Did you two like Moon Knight? Sorry, I'm baffled. Resounding silence. Well, no, I'm no, just thinking like... Really said that we got four, but I think we got to say we got four. I can't four. believe you got four. I'm well, sorry, I, I was I'm still saying... reeling. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked it fine, but I wanted more. So, I mean, I guess that says something, right? Okay. I liked it well enough. I The ancient Egypt, like, geek that lives inside of me, not so deep down, <laughs> loved things about it and where I hope it could go. But, you know, in that first episode, it, it, it does take so long for so him to suit up long. at all. Yes. That it kind of really, it just really surprised me that we only got one. I thought maybe they'd give two at that point. If you were going to spend the entire first episode leading up to him, uh, re being a realization of Moon Knight, which it seems that he has, I guess, done before and has no memory of. But it seemed like you would give us a little bit more. Because, I mean, like, the, the action sequence and the and the cupcake trap, like, that's not it. Like, we don't, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Did anyone care about that? I no. <laughs> I mean, like, I certainly in the world? didn't. Well, I figured you loved it, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it well enough. You know what I mean? Like, I was intrigued enough to want to keep going, but I think it just went, it just took too long to get to where it was going if you were only going to give us one episode is what I felt like. And so like by the end of it, that's why we were so shocked when we were like, you got four? Because it just felt so like unfinished. It just Yeah, it just felt like a terrible place to end the, the the only bit I get for a while. Well, it's only six episodes, right? I think oh, so. Oh, is it only so six? That's, Maybe like, that's why. Like, but I mean, that's why it's weird. You know, that they gave us two thirds of it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> and then to leave you there. But I... Yeah, I mean, there were things. Yeah, there were things that got me excited. It, it felt kind of yawny in ways to me. Yawn, like you know, just in a way that it was like <laughs> the musician. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. You know, uh, it just just in that Bombing. that you we, we've seen new things come. This is like the first MCU show that we've watched that has been completely new, right? Like a character. Yes, not yes, we're getting from. a fresh character, no tie-in. Yeah. I see. And, yeah, yeah, and we're getting more of that, of course. But in a show, and it's not to say that it's never been done before, but I just mean in, in this MCU with everything so interconnected and, oh, how does everything connect and what are the Easter eggs and blah, 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 like that kind of stuff. It was interesting to kind of go in and look at something that was completely new. And then also, I mean, I'm not the, I've said before, I'm by no means a Moonlight comic expert, but I thought it was a curious decision that it, it really did seem this Steven alter ego or the Steven persona or character. I mean, he has DID, you know, so like whatever, we're, the personality. Mm -hmm. Steven is, seems to be what we're leading with. Whereas Mark Spector in the comics I've read is who he is. And Steven is one of his alter egos. 
Mm-hmm. So it's and and Mark Spector is more akin to like a Tony Stark, like a, and maybe they just didn't think we needed another one of those, which I agree. But it was kind of curious to, to I don't know how like an intense Moon Knight fan might feel about the way this seems to be framed. Sure, but it was fine with me, I guess, except for the accent. <laughs> God, the accent. I mean, <laughs> the accent's terrible, and I also just think his thing is not bumbling idiot. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, I don't because I don't know Moon Knight. That's part of the challenge for me is I was like, no, I wouldn't I read mean, this like, comic. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying Oscar Isaac's thing, like as an actor. Is it? Is not is not oh, bumbling. Oh, is not bumbling idiot. Yes, I firmly agree with that. Yeah. That's and not so, his forte. And so it's just like he's best at cocky asshole. You know what I mean? Like that's his realm. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to figure out like, I mean, when do we get that? I imagine we will. But it still was framed in a way where this man has a job and is leading a full life as this Stephen person. Yeah, and it and it and it that would suggest to me that Stephen is his main persona, if you will, or the the most lived yeah. persona. Yeah, I mean, has, it's just a weird decision. Had. It's just like a weird decision to get Oscar Isaacs for that role. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. I, without giving too much away, there will be Oscar Isaac later, I think. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, not I think. There's I know. No There's no way they're going to get away without showing us a fully realized version of Mark Spector in some form. I just, I guess I just keep, yeah, I just, I was just surprised that that's not his main. Is this the yeah. first series that we've gotten that has only given us one? I think I feel so. Like, yeah. 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 That's, it's an interesting choice. Because I think sometimes we even got three, but I think it's been two. I know WandaVision, it was wild. We got two. We should have gotten three. We should have gotten three, yeah. Falcon, I feel like we got at least two. Yeah, I th- okay. Least, right. yeah. So it's it's Well, that's it's why I was surprised decision. when it was only one. I was like, oh. But I guess if you only have six, we, you know. Yeah. But, it, but the thing is, it, it's like we only have one. And yeah, sure, if there's only six, I get that. But at the same time, it kind of speaks to them knowing that the audience is the audience at this point with the MCU and is going to watch anyway. Yeah, for the most true. part. It, it felt very com- it is, felt super yeah, confident. Well, because this is the one that you that. need to do the most selling with. <laughs> right. You know, because it's it's a 100%. a new character to the MCU and B a character that I think less people are super familiar with. So Right. As far as just like, you know, in in the general walk, pop like, culture zeitgeist. About, yeah. yeah, you're not yeah. talking about Moon Knight all the time, right? So it's something where it's a deeper cut in that way, and it's the the concept is a little more out there. So it it it's it's surprising to me. Let's just say that I keep saying it, but it is. I thought I thought it was super confident of them, like it just wildly confident to be like, you know what? Enough of you watch the other shows that we we feel like we're gonna sell this to you. I like, dare you not to watch Oscar it. Oscar Isaac's. Yeah, I dare you not to. And to be honest, you know we we did watch it. Yeah, we did. One of my notes is, is this cupcake car chase supposed to be funny? I think it was. I, think, yeah. I know. I think it was. It was. I, I zoned out. Honestly, I zoned out most of the, for most of the action. It wasn't interesting. It, it, the stakes for me were not that interesting. So here's the thing that I am not jiving with as much, and it's a challenging because it's clearly a device they've chosen, but the whole like inner conversation thing, it feels very Venom-y to me or like a little le- not quite legion or not the way they did the tv show legion but it feels very venomy and i'm like 
that's not a great comparison to be making for cinematic adaptations right now. And I, I thought it was either the guy who voiced Venom or I thought it was the guy who voices Optimus Prime. Because that's what it sounded like to me. Well, but I guess isn't, that, isn't that, I thought it was, because when you say Optimus Prime, isn't that Liam Neeson? Because I was like, it sounds like Liam Neeson. Oh, <laughs> Liam Neeson is. is, Liam Neeson doesn't, no, Optimus Prime is like a voice actor, voice actor. Oh, is it? Um, I thought it was Liam Neeson for some reason. No. <laughs> That would be. I would listen to an an Irish Optimus Prime, but but it turned. It's F. Murray Abraham. Okay. Which I'm like, what? Like that's. Yeah. He's okay. That's a. I don't. I don't love the voice. I would have appreciated a little bit more of like an ominous kind of. Not, it doesn't have to be creepy, but you know something a little more. It, I mean, also just like the dialogue feels venomy, and that he's like screaming at him and like yeah. bursting through things and. Uh, yeah, it's. Well, I think I it, what could have kind of been cool is like you know it's Konshu and he's a, in, a ancient Egyptian god. Like it'd be kind of cool to have. I don't know, an accent that's not, you know, what I mean, like British, I don't know, it, essentially it, you're not even British. Like what, just, like, and I kind of I, I don't know. It's like I, it's it's kind of one of those things where I get it, but I don't need. I didn't really. I didn't need to hear him talk. And I get that you're going to want him to and that they're, you know, there's inner dialogue and stuff in the comics too. But it just feels like you could have done better with the voice if you're really going to do that because it feels hokey. Like I'm that. also, yeah, I'm very wrong. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is from Pennsylvania. <laughs> He's not British. Go. But he just has that like affectation to his yeah, voice. I couldn't remember what he sounded like except for like the tone of the voice sounded the way Liam Neeson talks when he's just talking, not even acting. So it felt oh, very I, like, mm, I did not get that out of it, but all right. Um, me, but either like, either, totally either way, the internal, and then also, I mean, you said it before, but the, the, the accent. I know it's supposed to, it's a thing, it's an intentional choice. But I, it's Doesn't so bad. It's choice, yeah. I know it's so bad. Yeah, I, I will say I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really like the the car chase scene. I thought it was hokey, and I thought the special effects were really troubling for a yes. lot of it. But I was like laser focused for it in the sequence before it because I'm not saying that I'm making a theory that <laughs> that my my baby Doom is going to ever appear in this or anything. But I swear to God, that was Latveria. And if it wasn't Latveria, they want you to think it could be Latveria because it looks really close to classic Latveria in Congo. Oh, and the village Doomed. that Ethan Hawke is in? Mm-hmm. And Doom's okay. cat, like the castle looming over. There were shots mm-hmm. in that that I was like, this looks like Latveria. Yeah. And, well, I don't, and it, it looks like I mean, it would make sense that it's time to start introducing Latveria. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I, I'm not making it because, you know, he, he does come come into you know blows with doom at some point but like most people do but, yeah. <laughs> so it's not to say oh it's got to be this show i just mean you know we know we're getting fantastic four doom seems like imminent like it's going to be coming and it seems like whether it i don't think he's necessarily going to appear here and if he if he did i think it'd be kind of messy because i think they're building towards something else that shouldn't involve yeah him. i feel but, like that's that's a bold move to like try and have this yes. be the the foundational grounds for i but you're right it could be an easter egg like but it felt like that was left and if it but again if it wasn't going to be what Latveria looks like because it was very classic Doomstat, like the castle, yeah. like it was very classic that, like in the comics. Whereas, like modern day, it's a little more gothic, like Dracula, like you know. <laughs> so it, it could just be kind of paying homage to that, but it was it would looked incredibly like it. Like I was like, there's no way this wasn't intentional. That's so that made possible. me really excited because <laughs> we all know I want that really badly. Yeah, all my notes for the first episode are what the hell is going on, and then just being the CG is very upsetting, especially like the costume and the ca- <laughs> the yeah. the scales. I was like, how rudimentary do we have to be that we have to turn the scales green 
or red in order to show if you're good or bad. Because it's like, really what the ancient Egyptians have been using red light, green light as a system that doesn't seem likely to me. (laughs) What I'm wondering is, so they teased, and it's kind of a deep cut, but they they teased, you know, they talked about, you know, the the gods and how even at the beginning he was like, oh, there should be nine of them and there are only seven. And she was like, oh, maybe a couple of them got fired, like, you know, in the museum. Mm-hmm. if you remember that and like they talked about that and he's reading a book later and you see the word the Enid, which in the comics is cool it's like a group of ancient egyptian gods who can use a portal and come through and like they can come to earth mm-hmm. and i feel like it's possible we're building towards something like that which is pretty cool if this is kind of a self-contained thing because with what ethan hawk's character is doing mm-hmm. and weighing your heart and um, you know i meet the ancient god is you know devourer of you know basically like people eat hearts like but like you know that kind of thing it's like it's very it's all very poetic in this way where i'm like i wonder because we have this steven alter ego and then we have mark specter that we know of and then moon knight who is Shu going through him right so it's like when you look at it like that I wonder if there's a world where the way they're treating this, that if there's a world where when you open it up, that other gods can also go through him if they choose or go through others if they choose. And so I, I, I just, it'd be cool if they did that because it's so self-contained and it doesn't have to be like a, a Avengers connection. Right, and not like an MCU something. phase. I would yeah. love if it really, really stuck to the kind of ancient Egyptian roots of the idea. And I'm like, I don't know. The fact that they keep on showing that that stuff, I was like, okay, I wonder if we're building towards something, which would be really exciting. But I'm not going to like bet money on it. I can't say anything. Yeah, you <laughs> can't. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I can't say anything one way or another. So if if I had a hope for this, it would be that basically, and that it would be handled well. But okay, I don't know. We'll see. Did you also notice yeah. the QR code? No. There's a, when he's talking to the little girl about embalming and stuff like that, there's a oh, next to the sarcophagus. There's a QR code on the wall, and if you if you scan Actually it, it, scan takes, it. it takes you to where the issue of Werewolf by Night, where a free issue to read on Marvel, whatever that um, where Moon Knight first appeared. And oh, that's cool. On. And so I liked that, even though it didn't look very good, that in this first episode they kind of paid homage to his first appearance by sicking this like ancient werewolf thing after him. And like, even though it looked silly, it was like kind of a fun little. Did not realize that was a werewolf. I was like, what? Well, I'm I, I, I really calling it a werewolf. I don't know what the no, hell. No, you're probably, <laughs> you're, you're probably right. I, it just seemed like a little nod and it was kind of like, oh, It just fun. felt like every generic monster we've ever seen in every, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, All right. it, was, it was weird and not, not great CGI. It's not my favorite of the shows. And yeah. this, it's a little troubling to be two thirds in, but it could turn around. That's a, you know, we'd never know with any of these shows. So, yeah. yes, but I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah, I hope that they successfully make the stakes fill. My biggest turn off with the character is that Konshu just always like resurrects him whenever he mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. So the risk never, the stakes never feel super big to me as far as his personal stakes. Yeah. And so in this, the fact that they were seemingly kind of doing that over and over and over, I'm like, oh, you're really lying. You're laying heavy on that. And I hope it doesn't take over the whole show. But it's just a thing where I'm like, it makes me not able to really worry about him personally. When and did I he can't get invested. resurrect? Well, the problem is it doesn't seem like there's enough side characters to care about either. Yeah. Well, well yeah. And hopefully they'll, they'll become. But the thing, I guess, I guess the, maybe he didn't resurrect, but it seemed because he kept blacking out and then like, he'd be in the, 
in the car and he's like driving that, yeah and, and then he would like black out dying then, okay, I, don't, I was like i was like are they killing him are they doing something okay so i mean i hope this isn't too spoiled i i interpreted that as like because i read ahead you know and knew that he yeah. had dissociative identity disorder or at least that's what they said he has that like that's what my my assumption is that's their way of trying to represent something else is taking over and that steven is unaware of that like lapse in time and then he like wakes up somewhere else and he's like what right. the hell is going on here but not that he died in those moments yeah and then you're, you're probably right then and i hope that's the truth because i i just it was like it'd be like in an action sequence or like he'd wake up and then like he had just had his jaw dislocated and he's laying on the floor yeah the- i think it was here. meant to sort of disorient like, us because he's yeah. disoriented because something else has somebody else has taken over i hope that that's the that that's what's going on because i i'm like interpreting it by two because if you i guess if you if if they haven't talked about resurrection. So, I mean, they, they hinted to the fact that he did die. When yeah. The girl was like, how did you feel when you didn't pass? <laughs> Whatever. And I was like, God, you little asshole. Uh, I yeah. I, again, like, this well, I haven't died, but yeah. that was my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Even only having seen the first episode at that point, I was like, I get what you're trying to do here. Yeah. You know, there's another personality who's, you know, he, you, you they can't, they're not conscious, conscious at the same time is the, yeah. the thing I think they're right. trying to establish. So he, yeah. So he's not aware the other one took over. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And cupcakes, <laughs> so yeah. dumb. It's and so that, and that's, and that's just a little different than. I mean, it's it's more like when at least the comics I've read, it's more like he ends up just kind of calling upon the different personalities when he needs to. And I'm guessing that this is showing him becoming able to do that. But took us back to like the roots of it, I guess. I mean, one of the comics that I read by Brian Michael Bendis was was literally like him developing a personality that was Wolverine and one that was Captain America and one that was Spider-Man to help him fight when he did it. Was, it's really out there stuff. Oh, boy. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know. It can get messy. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will indeed see. All right. So another thing we watched this week was The Bubble, which is the latest Judd Apatow movie, which I thought was going to be an April Fool's joke because when they first released like any promo materials for it they released i think the trailer or like a clip of the movie within the movie and so i was like oh how clever it's an april fool's joke from netflix being seated early on judd apatow's account and then i was like oh this is a real movie but then i got excited because it's right up my alley because i love dumb sci-fi channel original movies then i watched the film what did you two think i i hated it I was really, really, I mean, I didn't, I'm not surprised I, by this. I knew nothing about this going in. I didn't know it was happening. I know mm-hmm. that I like Judd Apatow well enough, usually, not always. Yeah. But I like Leslie Mann and I like, you know, other people in the cast. And I think the humor, the humor that Judd Apatow usually leads with, I usually find some things amusing. Sure. I, this was really a lot for me. I thought this was like a non-story. I just couldn't, I couldn't understand what the point of any of it was besides blowing steam up artists' asses for working during a pandemic. Like it just, it felt like, it just felt weird yeah, to me. Yeah, really I didn't. Self-indulgent. I, yeah, I really hated it. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch it all. Um, oh, I stopped, I, I, yeah. Stops like 45 minutes in, I think. Oh, wow. I would, I would like to say I recommended it in good conscience. Like Ooh. I thought it had potential to be funny, but yeah. I was wrong. I oh, apologize. Of yeah. I mean, yeah. I like Maybe I, I would have started I, I, it. Once I knew who did it and who was in it, I would have tried it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't blame anyone for watching it. I just don't anymore. It makes me so sad because it was just such a squandering of talent. 
And I was just like, like the thing I think about Judd Apatow movies is as crude or gross or whatever as they can be, usually they have some sort of heart or they're working through some sort of issue. And I was like, is the issue of the bubble boredom? Like, were they just so bored in the pandemic? And they're like, you know what? We're going to get Netflix to pay for us to go on set and be with other people and make a movie out of it. That's the yeah. only logic I can find to this situation and to give his daughter screen time, which makes me sad. Yeah. I, I will say I, I didn't think that she was as bad as she could have been given I that she would she have gotten the role anyway. Very me. bad. Yeah, she I didn't, I don't know, she didn't, she didn't bug, it, if, like, if I didn't know it was his daughter, I would have not been like, wow, she was amazing or something, but I just, being that the nepotism is going to be what it is and that she would get the role regardless, I'm sure, if she wanted it, because it's his daughter. Yeah. I thought that she could have been worse, but that doesn't well, good. I just was like. Because he's been casting them since they were little kids. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, there's a certain amount of whateverness. But I will I will give Maud Apatow credit mm-hmm. for being great on Euphoria. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, Iris doesn't. Maybe it was the writing, right? Maybe, I, you know, yeah. I don't want to bag on, like, such a young person. But I'm like, this was not. Yeah, well, to be fair, I didn't good. think anyone anyone stood out as hugely talented. I was say, like, I even, so was like, even the people I normally like, I didn't think were very good in this. So it's hard to blame anyone for being bad. I really liked Guz Khan who is from uh, the Four Weddings and a Funeral TV series. Mm. He's like, he's got the beard. He's the comedian. I can't, I don't mm-hmm. know how far you made it, but he, you know, runs away. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, the best character just left. <laughs> like, he, he was Jackie. Yeah, he, he left. He's like, I'm yeah, out. Because I do like Four Weddings and a Funeral show. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <sighs> it just, it felt like an idea. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, we should write a script, I guess. Or like people just showed up and were like, everyone just kind of try to improv and create a character and this is the scenario. And because it just, I, I look at it and I'm like, how? What, what is this movie about? And I'm like, well, well, they're filming a shitty sci-fi film and they're in a bubble during the pandemic where they can't be out doing other things, whatever. And so they have struggles and are going crazy and don't like the fact that they have to work during the pandemic or something. I just, it was this weird, like, but that's not a story. That's all a setting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened to the story part? I, don't know. I think you hit on something in that, for me, maybe it was more, they all were given characters and they very much committed to these characters, but they forgot to write a story for them. Yeah. You know, so it's like, cool, you're going to be the, like, this stereotype and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be the TikTok star and you're going to be the, like, Bush, like, manager. You're going to be, the, like, the drug addicted TV, like, whatever it is, you know. David Duchovny's playing himself as a sex addict. Yeah. <laughs> but then they forgot to write a plot. Yeah, no plot. It was just, yeah, it just. Or they assumed, they assumed the plot of, the plot of, like, the, the, the sort of structure of the making of a movie is the plot would carry them through. Yeah. And it did, not. And, and it was, and it was just like calling it a bunch of favors. It's like, oh, Kate McKinnon, you can just appear via Zoom, and you know, whatever, yeah. and be in this film and and stuff. And, and there were, you know, because she's Kate McKinnon. I mean, she did not do anything to to bring anything to this character or anything. But you know, besides what Kate McKinnon always does, but yeah. I, I, she made me chuckle a couple times. But sure, yeah, but yeah, it, but like some yeah. of the cameos I laughed at, but I was like, this is not a movie make. No, it just, it, yeah, it was, it was sad. I felt sad about it. I, my favorite parts, I think, ended up being the movies within the movie. Like yeah. the little bits of Cliff B6 or whatever. That was like, I probably would have watched this on Sci-Fi Channel and really enjoyed it. Right. Well, yeah. those Like Sharktopus or, you know, like any yeah. of that type of thing. I was like, that's 
I, that that's its own wonderful genre. Why couldn't we have had that? Yeah, and it felt like so many of the things that were going on. I, I had to wonder who who the audience was for this movie because I was like, well, so many of the things that I didn't have examples, but that they were attempting at humor and little bits of plot with what was going on felt like it was very specific. You to need a base level knowledge of like the film industry. I feel like, right? to, like it yeah. felt like it was like it was too inside. It was like too yeah. insider for like who is going to enjoy this and. That comes from someone who does work in production and has, yeah. and it's like, and, and I, you know, I haven't worked in a live or a live action film production, but other live action productions and stuff. And it's like, and even a lot of the stuff that I understood some of what they were doing and saying, it was like, well, this isn't entertaining. And I was like, who is your audience here? Is it other actors? I guess. Who made but movies during the pandemic? Maybe. But then, so then the other, <laughs> the other thing is, it's like, okay, so you've got that whole aspect of it, but then you've got this whole TikTok youth aspect mm-hmm. right where it's so many sequences i love a good dance sequence in a movie but this was just really strange to insert these tiktoks and i felt like somebody was like okay we're gonna do this it's it's just half the movie's promo materials yeah which is just so not and and the tiktok thing would have made a little bit more sense if this was like a like a mockumentary or something mm-hmm. and it was like well like, like, a, like trying to be a documentary about the making of this film during the pandemic or something but at the end that's how they framed it and it was terrible yeah yeah that's true at the end but it's like but it would have but they were doing like confessionals and blah blah blah, all these things whatever and we were like looking at what they were doing to behind the scenes like a christopher best movie is what you're describing right like a mighty wind best in show any of those type of if it had been done in that vein and like they just needed to choose a lane and decide what movie they wanted to make and make that but instead they just made this weird hodgepodge of non-ideas I, I just it really was offensive it's funny so no I, I do not recommend it i just said, <laughs> no even i don't um i do remember though i will say that uh of christopher guest's films for your consideration not one of my favorite of his and it's no. also about the insider film industry etc mm-hmm. etc i'm like ooh, sensing a theme here i think they just come off a little arrogant because i think it kind of comes yeah. off as yeah. like yeah yeah because they try and make fun of themselves in their own industry but it does it yeah, I think there's a world in which this could have worked, but it, this was not. Yeah, not and, and I think no. it, it's like when they yeah, when they're trying to make fun of themselves, they're too in on they're too in on the joke to know that it's not funny to other people because right. they don't because they're too like it's too inside and like I said they, they're just well, too. I don't. Even, they're too in on the joke or they're too afraid to like make actually the roast real themselves. Joke. Like they need yeah. like, they need like a different group of people to come in and just write a story. Like they need a novelist to write a book about a film crew yeah <laughs> you know I mean? and, then like, and get a story that's actually interesting and vulnerable in, in any type of way that adds jokes that are funny I don't know just yeah you know, no I was I was sad I was sad because I was looking forward to it yeah well when you sent it through because again I hadn't heard of it I was like ooh, Judd Avatar movie and then you know I watched Same. the view very regularly like and Judd appeared on it with with uh Leslie and I was like oh a new movie uh-huh. yeah and, you know, well, also like Pedro, pa- we all we like Pedro yeah. Pascal. We like, you know, I we more or less like Karen Gillan. Yeah, <laughs> the last thing she was in is Gunpowder Milkshake, and that's that's all that stuck in my brain. So, yeah. and and I with her, she's I like her, except she is one of those actors who is very one note to me. Well, and can like, do, why did they have her play an American? <laughs> yeah, I know, but can they do different roles, but it's always just Karen playing that role. Yeah, and so like I. And after things like Gunpowder Milkshake, and then, you know, you see her and whatever, I, I'm starting to get tired of it. So, yeah. so yeah. I, I like her fine. It wasn't like it's on deterrent, but I wasn't like, 
like like oh my god it's karen how is this bad you know because yeah. yeah 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 all right well womp womp what a shame <laughs> womp womp i give it half a star Oh, ouch. I think I gave it more than that. I did laugh at like one or two things, but it was more than half. It was not. Yeah. Although things I I didn't give it half star. I gave it one whole star because I don't think I've ever given a half star. But but (laughs) Morbius. I was gonna say, I always remember speaking of, you know, comic book adaptations that are not liked by a lot of people. Daredevil got half a star in the Mercury News. And I always Mm -hmm. remember I was like, it's not a good film, but it's more than half a star. (laughs) <laughs> but, debatable, debatable. You know, but yeah, Morbius, which Jackie, you didn't see, right? And then which, your life is better um, for. I will, I will maintain that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate this as much as the world does. I'll say that. Really, I'm not like in love with it by any means. I'm disappointed by a lot of things about it. I thought that it, okay. I thought that it ended up starting out in a way that I thought set up more potential than it ended up showing. Okay. I like, I love, I love vampires, but I love a, an early 2000s or late 90s, like vampire flick, like, especially post Matrix world. Like I love like an underworld and, okay. and the different kinds of, I don't know, like an act, I don't know. I, I like a lot of vampire stories that people don't like also. Like I just, I'm into it. Right. And so that are that in itself already works for me in that way. They did manage to kind of nail pieces of the character pretty well. And his motivations for what he's doing and trying to, and the kind of anti-hero pathway villain that he is, because half the time in the comics, he's just very misunderstood and he's trying to actually find a cure for this thing. Yeah. But he's a menace and he does want to kill people and whatever. So it's like, he ends up kind of being, they, they nailed that, that middle ground pretty well, but then it just, to me, fell completely to the wayside and all of a sudden like the last 40 minutes of the film which was already slow moving in itself but the last 40 minutes of the film was just kind of like let's just throw out what we were doing and it's just like oh whatever now now he'll just be a villain yeah at the end even though he didn't want to be so this is the question i have that i've been wanting to ask i was like what is redeeming or original about the comic character is it just really well written usually i think well i mean i i i liked i liked him a lot when i was a kid because I like vampires, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, but I don't, I'm not, I don't, to me, I never thought he was some amazing, profound character so much as it was fun to have a vampire that was a, a made vampire mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the comics world that, you know, Dra- we have Dracula in the Marvel comics, but this was like a new character who was a vampire who was kind of, I don't know. It was it was cool. I liked it. And I like his look and stuff and he's he's hard to fight and stuff and you know. But I think it's just not the most original story in general, but what you saw in this film is not completely so inaccurate to his origins as I understand them. I mean, he's very when this happens to him, he's trying to cure his ailment and he does mix, you know, with vampire bat blood and the stuff and the DNA and he creates this thing that ends up helping him but turns him into a living vampire mm-hmm. and then he's trying to reverse that but also trying to find a way to reverse it without bringing his ailment back and so the fabricated blood they create in it was a little different in this i, I don't uh-huh. I'm not i've never encountered that but i think it just sets up an interesting character with the dichotomy of like showing in, in a comic form what vampirism is right that it's like you it, it, like he and the mat the Matt Smith character in the film who I don't know who he is if he's in the comics, but it was a very kind of like 
Lestat and Louis-ish um, dynamic, mm-hmm. right, from Vampire Chronicles that they were kind of setting up there where it's like the one who's like, no, this is an evolved way of being and whatever, and so we're going to eat people and whatever, it's fine. And one of them having a moral issue with that and yeah. trying to find a way around it but not being able to. And so I, yeah. if you like that kind of a characterization, that's what the comic gave you. I do not feel that the movie in any way, shape, or form scratched, even like remotely scratched the an interesting take on that because I, it was so extreme and it took so long to get there. And just, I, I was also like, I don't think Jared Leto emoted once this movie. And I get that maybe it was supposed <laughs> to be a character choice, right? Where he's supposed to be cold and a scientist and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I could not care less about any anything happening yeah. here kind of same goes for matt smith like he sort of emoted and he was angry god i just the biggest yeah, I mean, this was, crime, the, the crime of this one was that it was super boring yeah it was slow moving i was i was interested enough and i liked the the slight horror vibes that i that they were going for like doing the experiment on the ship in uncharted waters which was silly but yeah. doing that and then having him wake up there and massacre that crew that way was so such a callback to Dracula and stuff. And again, all these things I'm comparing it to, it's not nearly as good as these things. But I I was because of who I am, I was invested in things like that enough to care. But okay, yeah. I did not come out of this thinking it was a hugely successful film. So I don't want that to be at all. Because I don't think it's, you know, I I I just I don't know why I wish that these I wish Sony would stop and I wish that I know they won't and I get why they won't and I'm not sure I would if I was them either but I but I would like this to just go away I want the Venom stuff to stop I want to just like let's just let Marvel run with stuff because this felt to me like huge amounts of studio involvement yes requiring it to be something that the director then probably didn't get to keep his vision but I don't know. Yes, so there was an interview that Mike Ryan of Uproxx, no relation oh, to anybody on yeah. this, yeah. Um, he used to write for Coming Soon.net, I think. Oh, uh, published today. And uh, there's some, you know, it, it gets danced around a bit, but it's, okay. it, it sounds like that there was a considerable amount of studio involvement. And also the Spider-Man No Way Home thing and like their release timeline messed things up a bit. Because it had to fit canonically into whatever it is. And it's, you know, I, it's a whole complicated thing that makes no sense whatsoever. And and the director's comments also don't quite make sense. <laughs> so it's just like. Well, uh, he's probably dancing around things he's not allowed to say. Yeah. But so, you, <laughs> you know, know it's, it's spoilers. Uh, the Michael Keaton, Spider Vulture, whatever. Yeah. And the, the Mike, Mike Ryan said, okay, sure, but there's nothing in the movie that establishes that Morbius has any beef with Spider-Man whatsoever, though. Or knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the director said, oh, exactly. I think that's more one of those scenes that are made that when you have scenes before that in the movie, in a movie comes along that will explain that reposition. It's like, what the hell does that mean? That's gibberish. It's not English. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's trying to basically be like, yeah, no, we set that up in the movie and had to cut it. Yeah, but just say like. <laughs> but it's like yeah, like he just uh, yeah. If all he had to do was like when yeah, you have scenes have... before that in a movie yeah. comes along, like what? Yeah. Flabbergasted. All he had to say was like that would have made sense if uh, yeah, like adjustments movie, had to be if made. My movie got released. They just need to give the directors some media training, you guys. He, he yeah, didn't know what to say. He, I don't think he knew he couldn't say what he wanted to say. Yeah, well, I know? don't think he's done. He's done a couple things, of course, that were decent sized, but I don't think he's done anything of this 
caliber when it comes to you're adapting something, you're allow, you're like alongside having to comply with another the studio is in the world right now, you know, whatever, while doing something considered very beloved to a lot of people. And then all these powers that be like demanding this and that from what your movie's supposed to be. Because remember in the trailer, there's a shot of Jerry Little walking by and you see the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man picture on a wall saying menace. And they, then, yeah, they, so they talk saying, about a lot of like the trailer things are yeah. not in it. And so I'm just going to keep quoting from this. In it because it's <laughs> fascinating. Um, so basically he's saying like, hey, this doesn't seem like, like are there scenes miss- missing? I don't believe for a second this is what you turned in. Like he explicitly says this in this interview. Oh, and uh, the director said, these movies are big ideas. And then, you know, the Mike Ryan says, because I think you're a very good director. And I think there's some decisions that were made that weren't always in your hands here. And Daniel Espinosa says, you're very sweet. You're very kind. I think that I work at my best if I get a lot of decision power. But in these movies, they're big movies that have a lot of people's interests. It's different processes every time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, he can't it's, say it's that. Dry. He wants to work yeah, yeah. And yeah. He wants, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't want to get kicked out of the club. I yeah. Right. He, he, he has to try to play nice. And it's like, and I, I, I applaud the questions being asked, but then it's like, you, you know, you're not going to get an answer that's going to be like... Right. I mean, a poor dude like a- with no media training is going to say some weird <laughs> gibberish when you ask him something he can't actually answer. I think he's probably just like broken as a person at that point. Yeah. And the thing is, listen, it's like, it's not that the groundwork was like, this would be the most amazing film of all time anyway. But I think I, this is one of those situations where I would wager that the script as he had it and like mm-hmm. the movie as a whole, if, it, if he had no one else is probably a better, more entertaining film than this. Yeah, that's right. I have a feeling because, because by the end, like I was saying the motives and everything, everything felt so abrupt in the change of like, wait, what? Like it was like 10 minutes for the end. He's like, I want to get a cure. I want to cure this, whatever. And by the end he was like embracing it. And it was like, yeah. wait, what? Like there was no development in that. And it felt to me like, you know, this was already slow moving. And so I bet you that any any sort of early test screenings, this thing probably had a little over a two hour runtime and people were like, I'm so bored. And then they yep. had to go in and cut a bunch of stuff. And unfortunately, they couldn't cut any of the action because there wasn't a lot of it. And so they had to cut out the story. Well, then they also, right. But they also probably had to cut out uh, half of the Spider-Man stuff. Oh, I'm it sure. Yeah, sense. So it's like, there goes, you know, you're good. I, I don't know. It I just... sense or it wouldn't feel relevant anymore. If you were like, oh, this happened before No Way Home, it wouldn't feel relevant. Because you're like, well, who cares about what I, Spider-Man was doing? It is funny. But speaking of Daredevil, I do think if this had come out earlier in the comic book sort of wave, like very early, it might not have been as... Yeah. poorly received because I, I, yeah, I, I still think that. it's bad but I, yeah, I don't yeah. think it would have been as bad because but, but part of the bit speaks to like the genre has been elevated you have to step up yes, your game no. you cannot phone this in anymore like and I think that's and I think that's that actually hits the nail on the head where I, that's what I, mean, I brought up the early 2000s is like if this had come out then it would not be one of my favorite movies but I but I would have I think yeah people would give it more passes and it's like they're bad I like the first Fantastic Four film it's terrible, but I but I like it. I think it's campy and fun, and it's like this feels like a classic comic book. Like it's like you know, maybe it was. It's a lesson in hey, don't be so literal with this and that. But it has that vibe and feel. And Daredevil, you know, I have weird attachments because of Daredevil, but and it movie made me mad. But it has its charms, you know. Um, I'm not a huge with the Spider-Man movies, but I think they're fine as films as, as far as quality of filmmaking goes. Yeah. You know? But the whole point is Electra was, was, was reviewed pretty well back in the day. Even It was? Yeah. I mean, at least the oh. work was. I was very, I always remember. I was like, oh my God, that got really good reviews for comparatively Daredevil got a half star. 
I think the Mercury gave it less like three stars. But anyway, oh, it was received okay. It was like, but it was there was this time of like I mentioned Underworld, and there was like that movie with Mila Jovovich, like Ultraviolet, and they had Eon Flux coming out. Like there was a time with this kind of like. Well, no, but there's this time of like the the, the badass woman, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it was like an Electra fit there kind of well, you know, and I think that yeah, this could have been a different time and been okay, but I agree the the genre is elevated to a point where I, Sony needs to stop. They have to. Yeah, but they I won't. agree. I just I know they will never do it, but I sell it back, yeah. sell it back. And I will say, I will say, granted, it's a film versus whatever, but. It wasn't amazing, but I thought a lot of the CGI looked better than Moon Knight, and I was surprised by that. Well, but they also no, I disagree. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm gonna stand on that hill. I really think it did. I mean, the problem is it's such a low bar, and I think some of the things that they were trying to accomplish are a lot easier than what Moon Knight tried to do. Yeah, but when I look at like the close-ups of his face when he's in full Morbius vampire form and the slow-mo shots of the action and stuff, I was like, that looked more real to me than when you don't think that was I feel like some of that must have been practical. Oh, there was practical stuff for sure. Yeah, but it was for yeah. sure CGI. Like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely. I mean, it I... looked, it looked better to me than uh, than yeah. a lot of the Moon Knight did. I don't know Which if I, I fully agree, but I like I think they're close. I think they're very close, and I agree with you. And also, I have to acknowledge, I think I saw like not locked versions. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, at least one of them had that like asterisk on it, but I don't think it was episode one, which had anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a waste of time. Which yeah, you know, like I expected it to be. Which is sad. Yeah, the, I thought, yeah. and I think that's also I I I thought I was like nervous about watching it only because I was like, God, oh, this is gonna make me really angry. Because I just, yeah. I just, you know, I, I get like that. And the trailer, I really hated. And I think the movie about looked, aside, whatever, the movie was about what the trailer might suggest to you. Yeah. But I spent so long being anti the trailer that I just kind of, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hate this, whatever. And then I was like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It's not mm. good film, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. No, it was as bad as I thought it was. But yeah, all right, well. A rough week for us, mostly. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we're watching what? Did we watch anything else this week that we enjoyed? Uh, well, things get even rougher for me. I I watched, well, somewhat. But do you know that I watched the remake of Two for Brother Dozen? I oh, like so the, ne- the next remake of it, whatever. Yeah, with Zach Braff. Yeah. The one and, that was on uh, Disney+. Yeah. Really, Plus. yeah really, really not great. Like, <laughs> I obviously, you know, it it's... It shouldn't. I shouldn't have expected it to be great, and I didn't. But I was like, "Wow, this is just—it's not good." And I don't. I don't. I'm very concerned with how it happened because it just was like, you know, we have relatively modern remakes of it already. Yeah. <laughs> and so they keep on retelling this story, which okay, cool. It's got yeah. its charms. I get it. But no, it it, it was not good. I was sad about that. Yeah. All right. What a shame. Yeah, that was one thing I watched. It was just. I'm trying to think if I. Oh, I watched the. The rom-com with, um, about space. What was it called? Um, hold on. Oh, um, I know the one you're talking about on HBO Max? Yes, with What's Her Face from To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've completely forgotten all of this information, but yes, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, um, did not hate it as much as I expected to. Okay. <laughs> not the highest of praises, but it, 
wasn't horrible and it was parts of it were kind of cute okay then i finished our flag means death mm-hmm. and it took a turn in a really good way that became a lot more i feel like earnest than the first few episodes were or maybe i just like needed to adjust to the fact that it's a more earnest show than i originally thought it would be given who's involved really liked it it was really just i'm like where's season two and then the other show I started watching is called The Outlaws. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime here. It's from Stephen Merchant, who collaborates with like Ricky Gervais a lot. Mm. It's got Christopher Walken in it, which is fun. And it takes place in the UK, and it's about a bunch of people who are doing like community service for essentially like petty-ish crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's I, it's six episodes. I'm halfway through. I started it yesterday, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's surprisingly good. Yeah. And then I was like, I because you brought up HBO Max, Jackie, I was like, I, I started Minx. I will say, did people start Minx? I haven't. I meant heard to. about it, but not great things. So it's not been prioritized. Yeah. I'm like entertained enough, but it's, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But a lot of, a lot of dicks. Like, <laughs> I meant you to. See I was not dick, expecting that, but. You want to see some D, you should watch Minx. All right, then. Um, that, and, the, <laughs> and then the girl from Plainville, I started watching. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Moonshot is the rom-com. That's what it's called. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Moonshot. Yes. Lana Condor. Mm -hmm. That's her name. Makes sense. And Sprouse. Yeah. All right. Well, rough week, but. Yeah. You know. Happens. We carry on. We watch more. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie had the least rough. She watched Moon Knight and then she watched less. Yeah. She had a great week, actually, comparatively. And I only watched half of Bubble and I didn't watch any of Morbius. So really winning. Yeah, Jackie wins this week. All right, well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of quick follow-up points. So, no, this is actually not the first series where we only got one episode in the premiere. Turns out for Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, we only got one, but for WandaVision and Hawkeye, we got two episodes up front. So it just felt like it was strange for us, but I guess I'm not sure why we assumed they would give us multiple ones. And then the voice of Optimus Prime is Peter Cullen, not Liam Neeson, which, again, I would totally watch that Transformers movie. Peter Cullen is also the voice of Eeyore. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.